Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner. I'd like to ask uh, Pastor Travis to come forward now. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord as this is this morning. Can we put our hands together for Pastor Mike and the incredible word that he just shared? Can we give the Lord even a louder hand clap for the worship and his word that just makes such a huge difference? I'm so grateful for for his word and I'm grateful that we are here this morning. I wanted to share with you a passage of scripture out of the book of John. John 17 is where I'm reading from this morning. And this is a prayer that Jesus himself prayed. Jesus said, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That all of them may be one, Father. Just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you have given me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Lord, we thank you for that word. We thank you, God, for your promises. We thank you, Lord, that it's by your power and your desire and your spirit that we are brought in alignment, in unity. I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody here a parent or a grandparent? Love them, kids. There's nothing that makes a parent happier than whenever their children are getting along. We were so blessed to have uh, Ashley, which is my oldest daughter. She's four years older than my next uh, child. Tyler was four years younger, and then Jacob was another two years younger than that. And so by the time we had our second child and our third child, Ashley was just an incredible, incredible uh, young person. She was a great help. You know, she could run and get diapers and she could, you know, she could, you know, feed the baby the bottle. And and she was just a tremendous help and she cared for her little brothers. There were times that she would take her brothers outside and, and, and play and we would look out that that picture window and we would see them getting along so well and it just did something wonderful to your heart. Oh, how beautiful that is. My kids are getting along. But as time went on, you know, Ashley at times would find herself getting a little bit tired of her little brothers. And she knew, she's a smart girl, she knew how to push their buttons and how to poke them and prod them and do things that would upset them. And then the kids, you know, the boys are getting older and they're learning from they're learning from their older sister and now they're they're pushing buttons and they're poking and they're saying things and 
I can't even tell you how many times I've had an argument through the rear of my vehicle, yelling at the kids. Come on, I know I'm not alone in this. Come on. Yelling at the kids, would you stop? Would you would you quit? Don't make me pull this car over. He's looking at me, or or she's poking me, or or so-and-so's chewing their gum too loud. And, and there's something that just is so disturbing and it gets up underneath your skin when your kids are not getting along. And sometimes I wonder if the Lord looks at us the same way. <laughs> I wonder if sometimes the Lord looks hey, down at the yeah, church, not, not Grace Community Church, not M4C, it's not, like I'm talking the church universal. I wonder if sometimes he looks down and he's, he's saying, don't make me come back there. <laughs> don't make me stop this vehicle and, and line things out. And I'm just sharing with you today that God has given us his spirit. He's given us a word so that we can walk together in unity. And it's important that we find ourselves doing just that. I want to give you a challenge here, a few challenges this morning. And I want you to know that this word will apply to every area of your life. It's not just it's not just your relationship with the Lord. It's not just your family. It's not just your workplace. It can be all areas. If you will apply these simple truths, they will make a tremendous difference in your life. So each of you, I would challenge you to look at the area that's most divided in your life right now and apply these principles. Number one, I think we need to come to the understanding that we have one enemy. We have one enemy. All right. I love that. That car is my enemy right now. No, we've got one enemy. And the enemy is not the person that is sitting next to you. It's not the person that just irritates you when you go to work every single day. You know, the enemy is not your husband, your wife, your mother-in-law. The enemy is not your mother-in-law. The enemy is not your mother-in-law. The enemy is not, you know, living in your home. I'm telling you this, that the enemy is the devil. And the Bible says this. The Bible says in Ephesians 6.12, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. You know, it's time that we stop getting so disturbed, you know, with one another, and we start really identifying who the enemy is and get mad, so mad that it causes us, you know what I mean, to do something, to come together you know, as the body of Christ and to make a difference by recognizing who the real enemy is. The second thing that we can do in those divided areas is, is, is to have one heart. I love what Pastor Mike said. He said, he said this, that unity is not uniformity. And I love the brilliance and the creativity of our God. How many of you know 
that, that even though our churches are different, come on, even though, you know, we might be in the United States worshiping in Rupert, Idaho, if you go to Uganda, Africa, you're going to find brothers and sisters. If you go to the Philippines, if you go to Nicaragua, if you go to Thailand, any place that you go in the world, when you go to those places, you will find brothers and sisters in those places because the unity is of the faith. I am so grateful that God doesn't demand uniformity. I mean, just think about this. What would uniformity be like if, if it was commanded in your family that everybody in your family was just like you? I'm telling you what, it would be a boring family. And I can also tell you this, that my wife and I, we are on opposite uh, parts of the, of the spectrum. You know, she's detailed, I'm big picture. You know, I, I, I come up with incredible ideas and she pulls me back and she says, well, have you thought how we're gonna get there? I'm like, no, we're just gonna get there. And I'm telling you what, our family is better because of the differences that we have. Come on, our family is stronger because in the areas that I'm weak, and there's many of those areas, she is strong. And in the one area that she might be weak in, well, I've got a strength in that area. And, and, and our family is better because of it. The Bible says this, that uh, actually, that this will lead into my, my third point. It says, let there be real harmony among you. I think it's interesting that the Bible says real harmony. Because I'm telling you what, there's a false harmony. You know, and there's a lot of people that say the right things but act completely different. And I'm just going to share just a, a, a bit of a frustration. Let the church be the church. Come on, let us come up underneath God's Word and the Spirit of the living God that is inside of us. And let's not be like the rest of the world. Amen? Can I just challenge us in that? Come on, there's one purpose. And our purpose is to love Jesus and to love people and to make Jesus famous. Amen? How many of you know that our purpose is to, is to serve Jesus and to serve people? Praise the Lord. Let's do a good job at serving people and serving the Lord. The day that you start complaining about somebody pulled into your parking lot or you came to church and they were sitting where you always sit for the last 10 years, come on, the day that we start doing that is the day that we forget that people are dying and going to hell all around us. I'm telling you what, if you can't see that Jesus is coming soon because of the, 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 the times that we live in, then we have our eyes closed. He is coming back and it is very possible. I'm not trying to dance on your emotions or to, to move you by you know, by, by, by talking about things that can be difficult to talk about. I'm just telling you this, it would not surprise me if Jesus came back in this lifetime. It just would not surprise me. All the crazy that's happening in our world today, and I'm telling you this, it's a wonderful time for the church to be the church. People that don't believe in Jesus Christ, people that have never had anything to do with Him, people that think that, 
that Christianity is a weak man's religion. I'm telling you what, they're paying attention and I'm having conversations and I'm sure you're having conversations. Could Jesus really be coming back? It's very possible. I'm telling you, it's a wonderful time to be the church. And the last thing that we need to be doing is arguing and fighting and bickering amongst ourselves. Please don't let a word come out of your mouth as a Christian talking about, about, about another church. And if you have found yourself doing this, repent of your sins and say, you know what? These are my brothers and sisters, even though I don't understand why they do what they do, or I would rather prefer this than that. Come on, don't be a part of, of acting the way that the world acts. Now that was free. I just gave you all of that. I, I don't even know where it came from, but it's free and I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Ephesians 4, which has already been talked about, it, but it says, make every effort to keep unity. And this applies to all areas of our life. I'm going to give you three things real quick in closing. If you're going to keep an effort, make an effort to keep the unity, then you have to choose to belong. You have to. If you're going to be a part of the body of Christ, you have to choose. you got to make the choice to belong. If you enter into any relationship with a prenuptial you know, mindset, if you enter into that relationship, then what's going to happen is, is you're going to find yourself removed from, you're going to find yourself removed from that body. You're going to find yourself removed from that, that marriage, that family. Anything that you enter into with the idea that, you know what, I don't have to stay here long term, you're going to find yourself removed from that place. My phone's not working. It's raining out here. I don't know if you realize this. Oh, and by the way, you guys are the spiritual ones. God bless you. You know what I mean? You guys, you guys got a special place in heaven for being here this morning. I love that. The second thing is... Learn to share. If you look at the early church, what you're going to find is you're going to find that they gathered together on a regular basis and they shared everything that they had and nobody went without. You know, after we get through this COVID-19, there's a few things that I believe that the church should share. Number one is your time. Let's get back to giving our time to one another. Another thing is your home. Let's get back to opening up your homes and inviting people to come over and have a steak dinner and a nice big piece of chocolate cake and vanilla ice cream. Come on. The Bible says this. All the believers met together constantly and they shared everything with one another. My last point is this, just do your part. As the body of Christ, you've been placed in the body of Christ because you have gifts and talents that are needed in that body. If we would just come to the realization that it's not about my church, it's not about your church, it's not about the church that's down the street, you know, if we can continue to do what we're doing here, getting rid of the opportunities for fear to move and to motivate us, I can just tell you this, 
And I know that this is the heart of, of every, every pastor here. I believe that to be true. If you don't feel like you're getting what it is that you need, you know what I mean? You feel like God's getting, you know, He's shifting you, He's moving you. Pick up and go to where you feel like the Lord is leading you to go. This is about the body of Christ. And I think that the church has been divided for so long because we have taken ownership of the church. It's His church. It's His body. Amen? So wherever it is that you choose to worship, wherever it is, you know what I mean, you feel like God has led you, then my goodness, get involved and make a difference. Man, I'm telling you, I had a conversation with a person not too long ago. I said, hey, listen, there's some real opportunity on the greeting team. and There's some real opportunity here for you to get involved and to serve. And the response that I got back was something like this. But we don't know if this is, you know, if this is where we're called to be long term. I said, that's fantastic. But you've been here five years. When, when are you going to know? You know what I mean? When are you going to know, God, if this is the place that God's called you to be? I can tell you this. That your life will be better when you begin to serve. And not only will your life be better, but the church that God has planted you in is going to be better when you decide to serve. Amen? Can we just give the Lord a hand clap this morning? Thank you, Lord. I want to pray for you. And I want you to know this just real quick. That, that listen, this whole unity that we're talking about today, it only happens... If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior. It's absolutely, it would be crazy for you to, you know, you to be asked to line up without the spirit of the living God in your life. So I feel a strong calling right now to just give you an opportunity that if you are not saved, meaning if Jesus was to come back and you have no idea if you would be going to heaven and spending eternity with him. And you want to know that. I'm telling you, you can know that right now. Come on, you can surrender your heart to Jesus. And the Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. Or if you've given your heart to the Lord and you found yourself distant from God, then I want you to know that you can change that too right now. You can say, God, I am so sorry. I've sinned against you. I've sinned, you know, in my life. And please forgive me of my sins. The Bible says that He is faithful and just to do so if you ask Him. So I just want to, I'm asking you to do something here, to participate. If you feel like, like you don't know where you're at with the Lord, but you want to know where you're at, I want you just to raise your hands if you want to accept Jesus either for the first time or you want to recommit your life. Is there anybody here that would like to do that right now? Right here. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? Right here. There's a young little girl right here. I love her. Anybody else? Like, listen, we're, I'm just going to pray for you. God, God's already doing the work. Is there anybody else this morning? If he was to come back, you don't know where, you, where, you're, where you're at in that whole process. Anybody else? Right here. Awesome. Thank you so much. Awesome. Matter of fact, can I, I'm going to do something different. Will you please come up here? 
if you've raised your hand, could you just come up here real quick? Pastor Mike, please come up to Pastor. I want you to gather around these people, come on, that are making this decision. If you can come right up here, right in the front. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, God. Where are the, where are the other pastors at? Please. Now listen. The Bible says you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's what we're going to do. Will everybody please stand here today and please pray this prayer with me today. Awesome. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Today, Lord, I ask you to forgive me of my sins, to wash them away. And I ask you to come into my life. Fill me with your spirit. Baptize me with your spirit. I commit my life to you. Lord, I'm asking you to be my everything. I no longer want to make the decisions for myself, but I want you to lead me. I want you to be the Lord of my life. I pray these, these things today. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, just real quick, guys. I want you to know this, that that seems super simple, right? Super simple. But I'm telling you what, that that's all the Lord asks us to do, is believe in our heart, confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. So I'm telling you that if the Lord was to come back, if that was a genuine, sincere prayer, I'm telling you that you are saved. And you can mark this day on your calendar. Amen? I am so happy for you. Come on, church. Let's give the Lord just a hand clap. Praise God. Amen. Let's worship. That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. We'd also love for you to join us. Services are Sundays at 8.45 and 11 a.m., as well as our Wednesday evening service at 6.30 p.m. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church.